Hello everyone, welcome to the Genesis Home Podcast, where we talk to professionals in real estate, business, community, and beyond. Today we are talking with Kyle Vasquez of EXP Realty in New Jersey. We are talking about his journey into real estate, the power of finance, his passion and respect for community, and so much more. Let's get started. Podcast. And I am here today with Kyle Vasquez of New Jersey, specifically Hello. EXP New Jersey. So say hi, Kyle. Hey, everybody. Thank you for the, <laughs> the introduction. Well, I'm, I didn't mean to cut you off in the introduction. If you'd like, we can continue. <laughs> <laughs> so, Kyle, tell us why you got into real estate. So the reason I got into real estate was um, it starts, it stems from childhood, of course, like you know, most of our, our lives, uh, something stems from childhood. And it was definitely uh, knowing that the landlord is the one with the power. And uh, my mom, she used to work um, underneath uh, the apartment that we lived in. And she was, uh, 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 what's it called? A Glock clerk? Or like, mm-hmm. uh, what's the person that works like, um, they help the lawyers. Yeah. So she worked beneath the apartment that we lived in and uh, her, her lawyer boss knew the whole family and um, we would make so much noise as kids. There was three of, there was four of us, me and my three siblings, and we would be running up and down the apartment <laughs> and she was right downstairs and they, she would constantly remind us, she would be like, hey, the landlord, the landlord, you guys are making too much noise. The landlord is my boss. The landlord is my boss. You know what I mean? And um, it, it, she, it kind of, during my childhood, drilled into my head that the landlord is in charge. And it's kind of ironic because that's honestly, I mean, the way the world works and the way the world is, is that um, if you own the property, if you own the assets, if you're the landlord, the landlady, you know, you have um, a lot of power, a lot of responsibility and um, a lot of profit even, you know. So uh, it definitely stems from, from childhood and hearing that the landlord you know, is, you know, has control and has the power. And I've always been someone who loved um, power and marble. And, and I was just like, oh, I need to be a landlord. And then when I turned 18, it was either, um, you know, bartending license or real estate license and real estate rhymes with landlord. So, (laughs) (laughs) so that's the route that I took. So you mentioned that, uh, well, real estate is not just the only thing you do. You also are in finance as well, aren't you? Absolutely. I've studied finance for four years at St. Peter's University. I also um, am a, a banking veteran, a banker veteran. I worked for TD Bank for four years as well. I uh, worked my way up in the ranks before becoming an entrepreneur and starting my real estate business and um, organization. So uh, in terms of banking and finance and, you know, um, financial literacy and, um now I'm working for a financial education service and the United uh, Credit Education uh, Services to provide uh, financial literacy and financial education, as well as financial restoration and freedom to um, my customers and clients in my community. So how basically you have a lot of overlap there between finance and real estate. <laughs> a lot of overlap. Uh, God bless that. I mean, I, my vision is aligned. You know, I, I know certain things go hand in hand, um, yin and yang, and it's almost like, you know, uh, property and finance. You know, it's, it's, it goes hand in hand. And, and in studying wealth, uh, primarily global wealth and um, 
the distribution of wealth, um, a large sum of it is held in uh, those assets, those what's tangible, something you can touch, right? Those tangible assets, those mm-hmm. assets, those properties, you know, the businesses, the entities, you know, um, a lot of it's, it's called capital wealth. And um, a lot of the wealth of the distribution and the concentration is held within the capital, which is like, uh, you know, intangible, intangible, intangible would be stocks, stock market, um, assets and equities. And um, the, the tangible would be the actual properties and land and businesses itself. So 2020 was a huge shock to you then on both sides, on the real estate and on the finance. So how did you manage to navigate Ooh. both? That is an amazing uh, question. Uh, so let's start with, you know, um, managing the, the finance sector or, you know, let, let's start. Let's start with the real estate. Let's start with surviving the real estate sector during these tough times. Um, during a time of chaos and a time of panic, a time of disorder, such as a, a pandemic or a natural disaster, uh, people tend to not know what to do. And when people don't know what to do, they just start doing stuff. <laughs> <laughs> Everybody wants to move. Everybody wants to buy a house. Everyone wants to spend their unemployment money. You know, everyone wants to do something because... When you have that end of the world feeling or that chaotic feeling, you know, and we live in a world that needs more hope and more love. And the majority, of course, has that fear. Um, and that fear is a really a compass that drives people to, to make moves and make decisions. So, um, I tend to prosper in times of chaos because of my faith in Jesus and uh, my Lord. And he always takes care of me and blesses me. So I usually tend to prosper in times of chaos because I keep my faith strong. And, um, and during that time of, of you know, chaotic change and um, uncertainty, I have kept my faith strong and uh, the business gravitated towards me. Um, so, you know, people who were um, looking to make those decisions, who or even people who were certain or even people who were uncertain, regardless of the certainty, people wanted to move. People wanted to purchase assets. People wanted to sell their homes. People wanted to be closer to their family. Now we're seeing a, a great migration towards Florida now because everyone is working from home. Um, you can work anywhere now if, if you are, you know, in, in a business or uh, a business owner or in any type of digital or uh, social media or marketing, anything. You can work from home. Almost every single job in corporate America can be operated from the, your computer at home. So people are now moving and going to places where they want to be, where they want to live, where their family is, um, because, you know, all the, the pandemic aftermath and effects that, you know, it's getting better, but it's getting worse. Um, and people can now be wherever they want to be and get their job done. Um, so that has really helped me survive is being there uh, to help people not only get to where they want to go, live their dreams where they've always wanted to work and work there anywhere they want. So helping them do that and then providing them hope and faith that they can escape any area that they want to if they need to seek refuge or even if they just want to purchase an asset or even if they just want to learn um, so that they're well equipped for more uncertainty in the future. Uh, and that's how I really survived the, the real estate um, aftermath and the real estate 
uh, market and chaos that's been going on. And in terms of the financial market, I have a, an army of uh, a network of uh, financiers and officers and advisors um, who have really backed me up and supported me in offering lending and offering financing and offering um, financial services and financial repair uh, to my customers and clients in the community. So um, in terms of how I survived, um, I mean, in real estate too, I've, I've had the, the backup of an army of agents and a massive network of both in as well as the Genesis Home is, is, a, is a great network with many, many agents and super, super supportive. It is an entire support system. It's an entire backbone, really. And I'm honored to be a part of um, your Genesis, your baby, your home, and home as well. And, you know, in terms of how I, I survived that, that financial chaos is, uh, one, keeping myself stabilized, keeping myself in check and um, sustained so that I can help others do the same thing. Um, and a lot of people have, uh, you know, not used their finances strategically. And that's where I really come in and tell you, you know, one, you need to get your credit fixed. That's important, uh, especially uh, Generation Z and millennials. Um, it's, it's a generation that is very comfortable and doesn't think that, you know, they think I mean, sometimes that they're untouchable. And I don't speak on the entire, you know, of Generation Z and Millennials. We, we just talk about the majority or the average. Um, and you need to know that credit is important. And, and that's why that's my niche is because I try to really um, let them know, like, yes, you can stay with your parents and your guardians. You can live with them forever. That's, that's fantastic. But if you want to buy a car, if you want to buy a house, if you want your own possession and your own responsibility, definitely need to get that credit score up. So I've targeted that niche um, in terms of credit repair and credit building, as well as uh, the discrepancies and the um, uh, negative uh, reports on the credit uh, reports. And I can now eliminate, the, um, what do they call it? The disputes. I can now dispute all of these inquiries for my customers and clients and remove them from all three of their credit reports and TransUnion and, and Equifax. So I've offered that to them as well as giving them secure credit cards. You know, I can uh, now offer that to my customers and clients. I've uh, evolved the financial sector to now not only offering them uh, the ability to start fresh on their credit report, but also offering them the financial tools and instruments needed to uh, stabilize and sustain their finances so they can continue to purchase um, whatever it is they want to purchase. So it sounds like you did a lot of education. You did a lot of, you know, guidance during 2020. Mm -hmm. Absolutely. So what did you learn that you see you're applying, you know, to 2021 and beyond? Oh, yes. I mean, in terms of what I learned and what I'm applying uh, to my future self and to my momentum, um, I've learned that um, during times of uncertainty, during times of uh, a lack of faith, during these times of um, struggle and and um, and fear, I need to be there more than ever for my clients and for my customers and for the people and for my community, for my state, for my country, for the world, because it is the people that hold the faith, the people that have the hope, and the people that have the skills to take action and implement and execute that are going to save those who are uh, 
helpless or save those who are seeking help or save those who are not even sure that there's anything wrong or those who don't even know where to start or where to take the first step to do something. And um, one thing that, that this that this experience and, and all of this madness and, um, you know, turmoil has taught me is that um, I need to be here for everyone all the time, especially in times like this, so that um, I can be the safety net and I can be the hope and the faith uh, for those who, who need to uh, heal or for those who need service, for those who need support and assistance, for those who need the skills or the intelligence or the knowledge or whatever the, or the finances or, you know, the, the resources. I can now be a, a walking massive resources to anyone I encounter um, through my um, team through myself, through my, um, my networks, through, you know, Genesis Home, um, Commitment to Capping is a, a Facebook group that uh, has helped me grow and prosper, and um, EXP Realty, and, you know, shout out to my coach, Sekou, and, and Dave, and um, the commercial bosses of real estate who are, are teaching me how to do commercial real estate, who transacted things, um, uh, transactions with businesses such as self-storage units in, in Bayonne, Jersey City, New Jersey, and McDonald's in Jersey City, and Blimpies, and just major, you know, CityMD, and just major, major companies. And they're now um, taking me on as their apprentice um, and, and showing me the ways of, of commercial, of residential. And I, I must say that if, if, if I learned anything during this time or uh, that defines the future is that I can adapt into any sort of skill. I can learn it. I can implement it. I can pass it on. And I can also be there for all the people who need me, regardless if it's an old skill, regardless if it's a new skill, I can be there for everyone no matter what. And I can continue to grow no matter what. And I can continue to adapt. Well, that's... <laughs> Thank you, Kyle. <laughs> that was very sweet of you. Thank you. Thank uh, you. you did mention something. You mentioned a lot about community. Yes. So one of the things you and I discussed before was your commitment and love of the LGBT community. So Absolutely. why don't you explain that to everybody? I love people. I love all people. Um, I think that you know, LGBT, it stands for uh, lesbian, gay, bisexual, transgender, if I'm not mistaken. Um, and what well, all that means to me is label, 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 label. And um, honestly, a label is something that was created by humanity. Um, and I'm more of, um, you know, people are people, humans are humans. A heart is a heart, flesh is the flesh, a soul is the soul, a spirit is the spirit. And um, in terms of uh, the community and the labels and um, the exclusivity of the groups and the labels, you know, I am all for exclusivity. I'm all for, you know, supporting each other, supporting one another. And I love that community. I love every community, um, especially um, because I am affiliated with such that community. And um, 
These are some of the most creative. He are some of the most creative, most inspiring, most um, fearless, you know, just perseverant community. And you know what? There are so many more communities like us um, who continue uh, to prosper and persevere through the challenges, through the judgment. And um, it, it really is the judgment because that's that's one thing that really matters to me. And there is only one judge, and that is the, the judgment of our creator. And we all come from the same creator. Uh, we all come from the same source. Uh, so I, I really love that I can be a symbol of power and influence and show that no human judgment can stand in my way um, of accomplishing anything I want to accomplish. And not only will I raise myself, I will, I will raise an LGBT army uh, and raise who think that, that they don't uh, believe that they're not good enough just because someone doesn't like, because someone judged them or because someone doesn't like their preferences. And there's, there's one thing I'd love to say, and, and that's why I'm such a huge advocate for minority communities, is um, there is objective and there is subjective. Objective applies to all. Subjective applies to individuals. Objective is, um, for an example, thou shall not steal, thou shall not kill. Everyone knows this is objectively wrong. It's, it's unspoken. Then there's subjective. I like the color blue. I like Marvel. That is subjective completely to me. That is my preference. Just because someone has their own preference doesn't necessarily mean they are forcing it upon someone else. Not everyone is the same. Not everyone is different. And that's the, just the complexity of humanity. You know, so um, the fact that I'm able to uh, be respected and demand respect, uh, just basic human decency, and the fact that I'm able to um, excel and prosper in, in such of these times, and then and, and it's getting better, you know, and same thing like, like the pandemic, it's, it's getting worse, but it's getting better. And there's always going to be hate, but there's always going to be love, and love will always, always win and rule. Um, over uh, hatred and fear, you know, love and hope will always prevail. Um, so um, in terms of how I want to help the community, um, I think just recently, yesterday, I posted a live video and um, I have a promoter, business owner in New York. He, he owns a chain of uh, restaurants and clubs and he wanted to expand into a different state. And he mentioned opening up a gay club. And I was like, oh, well, why not? that is going to help the economy. That is going to, I mean, maybe a club is not the best idea right now during these times, <laughs> but it's hope. It's hope that everything is gonna be okay. That you can own, operate, build, create, design anything you want, regardless of who you are uh, attracted to or regardless of who you want to be with. It, it really is just, um, a label that says I'm different and different is the new best thing. Why would you want to be the same as anyone else? 
You know what I mean? I understand that completely. Definitely. You know, I still want to still want to piggyback on your appreciation for community. Absolutely. And also your appreciation for the communities that you feel that you are supported by. Yes. Why, one of the things we've, we, you've mentioned was that you're also a real estate agent and you're part of EXP Realty. Yes. Why EXP? EXP is the future. And then one thing, <laughs> one thing I learned in finance is the whole route to finance, the origin, the main key is being able to forecast and predict and being able to, and same thing in marketing, my four years of study of marketing, being able to capture a trend, to have that eagle's eye and see what's new, what's coming. When Blockbuster was around, it was the best thing ever. Me and my siblings used to run around the store, you know, pick out movies and chase each other around, grab candy. Who knew a digital Netflix, uh, an online digital platform where you can pick from a library of movies will wipe out the complete chain from existence. Um, And it's sort of like exactly what we see here in the real estate industry in this market is these uh, brick and mortar is is the, the, the proper, I guess, professional business term for a uh, physical location of brokerages and branches are now, um, as well as uh, business, physical business locations, um, there's been uh, an increase in vacancies and an increase in um, uh, businesses closing because of, you know, the, what the times we're living in right now, the, right. the pandemic effects. And um, in terms of why EXP Realty, if I don't want to be physically present for someone to cough in my face, then I would rather, much like everyone else, be behind my camera, behind my screen, like I am right now on the podcast, doing my job, um, making my living, connecting with people, growing, prospering, living in safety and cautiousness. So by the time it gets better, um, I'm still going to be with the XP, but <laughs> by the time it gets, it gets better, you know, I would have already dominated uh, the business in the virtual market with my team and my allies. And, and um, I studied marketing and uh, marketing is uh, digital and social media and EXP is digital and social media. It, it was literally aligned with my skills, with my talents and um, it's the future. So in terms of why did I join EXP? Because it is the future and because it is aligned with my purpose and my goals, which is to uh, be successful, wealthy, accomplished, and to help as many people as I can become landlords. There's so many things you keep mentioning. You you said landlords, and I thought back from the story you told. (laughs) That's a good story, right? (laughs) And I'm like, wow, that's a great way to like tie that in. But (laughs) you know, with 2020, we saw a a real conversation about you know real estate and you know starting LLCs Mm -hmm. and all this and stuff. And I think you've seen them on social media. You've heard it on like the news and everything. 
I really because you're in two industries at the same time, which in a way finance and real estate have this rather unique relationship. How do you explain to someone who wants to get into real estate, but seen all over Instagram and Facebook, you know, if you start this LLC, you can do that. Mm. Like, I I feel like there's not enough reality Mm. behind it. And this is the perfect time to discuss that. I think for someone with your background, what advice would you give someone who is interested in real estate, but hears all the time about setting up an LLC? I am not anti-LLC. Right. I'm just, you know, I, I think that there's there's so much ads about it, but there's not enough reality about it. And I would like your input on that. What's your insight on it? Definitely. We're seeing an increase in the advertising of, you know, start your business with me. Do this here. Do this there. Oh, you're one click away from a billion dollars. And what it really comes down to is um, you have to assess the marketing. And you really have to understand that is this ad being targeted because I clicked on something yesterday to me? Or is this ad actually something that I'm interested in? Is it someone trying to sell me something? Is it someone who has my best interest in mind? Or is it someone who wants the money in my pocket? Because what you want to go for is you want to go for something authentic with authenticity and genuinity. You don't want to just click on something and sign up for something and go in for something not knowing um, if it's real. And you can assess the realness and the validity of it if you know that it's aligned with exactly uh, what you truly want for yourself and not just, you know, because you were browsing and you clicked on something and it came up and you're like, oh, yeah, let me do this. So in terms of people who want to join real estate and they're not sure what ads to click on or where to follow, write this down right now if you're listening. 917-201-9358. Call me. (laughs) If you want to join real estate, if you are not sure, let's get on the phone. Let's talk. Let's reveal your true authenticity. Let's see where it is you want to go. Let's see what you want for yourself. And also, um, reach out to me, whether it's a text or a call, and I can actually send you resources that can really guide you in terms of what you're getting yourself into. If, if you want to be a business owner, if you're not sure if real estate is for you or if it's not for you, talk to someone who is already in the business. Talk to someone who's been doing it for, for years. Talk to someone who has experience. Talk to someone who is also thinking about doing real estate. You, you get more information by listening to others, by reading, and you also get more information by um, asking the people who are already been where you are trying to go. So in terms of, you know, the ads that you're seeing and whether or not you should sign up or whether or not you should go with this business or that business or start your LLC, I mean, everyone should have an entity. Everyone should have businesses. Everyone should have wealth and property. Absolutely. Without a doubt, no one should not have these things. And that's why I'm here to make sure everyone does have these things. Um, And you really want to connect with someone who is not going to put an ad in front of you and ask you to click it and to pay $5, you know, for, for a magazine or something like that. Have a, a real conversation, you know, a, a text message, chat, whatever. Just 
be genuine with it. Don't just feed it marketing because that's what it's there for. The marketing is there to make you buy something. Don't seek a purchase. Seek value, knowledge, resources, and information. You know what? That's such an interesting thing. What were your standards when you were picking your firm? Because... Yeah, because if you think about it, that's, you know, you and I both have had experiences in, you know, just jumping into like the deep end of the pool, so to speak. So what are so now that we've had these experience and this is a great time to ask that. Mm -hmm. And don't get me wrong. I love EXP, too. So (laughs) but EXP proud. But what are your standards that people should have or should think about having like what did you what were your barometers like what were you looking for in a brokerage well i would love to speak on my standard i also uh, just want to say uh before you know a disclaimer i don't usually do disclaimers i usually just let it rock but the the (laughs) disclaimer is you know um you're not going to have the same standards as everyone else. I'm not going to have the same standards as everyone else. Some people have oh, really absolutely standards. You know, some people have very loose standards, you know. But in terms of what my first brokerage was and why I picked that brokerage, I was with Nest Seekers International for four years. Um, for those of you that don't know Nest International, I mean, I'm sure everyone does. Um, you know, they were on million-dollar listing. They're a luxury uh, brand. They are the affluent, you know, um, brokerage in all of the mega cities, you know, Hong Kong, Beijing, all around the world, in Thailand, in New York City, and the Hamptons. And um, now they have their own Netflix series. And, you know, they've been, now we have all these agents on TV from Nessica's International. So in terms of what my standard is, my standard is the elite. And um, when I went in um, at 18 years old, um, working for Nest Seekers International, um, I was side by side with elites for four years, learning, observing, listening, uh, transacting, um, serving as an apprentice, serving as um, their, I don't want to say intern, I don't want to say lap dog. But I, 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 I knew that I wanted to be around the elites and I wanted to do what they were doing. And that's what I did for four years. Now, Net Seekers is amazing. And, and they were held to my standard. But then I found EXP, which offered an unlimited foundation of knowledge, education, information, and resources. And knowledge is power. To have unlimited knowledge in the real estate industry and to be connected with the biggest people of the industry in the cloud, in the most technologically advanced real estate technology, it was no-brainer. That meets my standard. That is the new elite. Now, see, I liked everything you just said, but um, <laughs> the interesting part that you said was that not knowledge is power, and I truly agree with that. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And the part that really stood out to me was how you 
we're dead set on having a certain, not just a visual standard, because you already are a visual guy. You, you've already established that, but yes. making sure that knowledge was available to you. Mm, yes. So how does that translate into your personal business? Because, you know, you've, you've mentioned a lot about, you know, being a support system to your community yes. and what you learned from as a child with your mom and all these other things. Right. How does that wealth or richness of knowledge, how, how did you able to bring that to your business? I was able to bring this, not, this wealth of knowledge and power into my business um, by um, continuing to align myself with the local network of agents, the statewide network of agents, the countrywide network of agents, and the worldwide network of agents. And connecting with each and every person. And, you know, this is something that you guys can take for the rest of your life. What I'm about to say is every single person you meet can and will teach you something new. Whether they're teaching you something new about yourself or whether they're teaching you something new about God, the universe, life, every single person you meet has gone through something you have not gone through and can teach you a lesson. Now, you can always relate to someone, but that does not mean that they cannot teach you. So to align yourself with the major players and big league players up in this industry, uh, the national players, the global players, to have that knowledge um, at your right hand, at your fingertips, to sit there in a meeting with um, hundreds of agents at a time, to go in a virtual universe, to walk around a, a virtual world and be able to access anywhere in the country and any agent anywhere, anywhere in the world, anytime you want. The, the knowledge I gathered from so many people, and that's why it's important to take notes and, and to structure your notes and to organize, is now that I have that knowledge from all around the world, I can bring it back to my community ask them what their dreams are and make those dreams a reality. So that was so good. Okay. Oh, thank so that's full what authenticity, is, girl. <laughs> I wouldn't ask it for any other way. <laughs> so what are your, what, what's your big plans for 2021? I mean, so much has happened last year. Ooh. I know it's shaped what's going to happen next for you. And you've always been someone with a vision and with a goal. Mm. So, I, I'm curious of what 2021 holds for you. I'm glad that you it, asked that. Go ahead. I'm sorry. No, go ahead. Yeah, no, I'm glad that you asked that. In terms of my plan for 2021, you know, strategic planning is my thing. You know, I'm very calculated, very strategic. Um, and I just want to, you know, go over my strengths really quick. And this is how I'm going to accomplish what I'm going to do for 2021, right? My skills... Um, I'm a, uh, in the DISC assessment, I'm a, a DI, full on, you know, it's, it's influence and dominance all the way. Um, and uh, my top five strengths um, in uh, my strengths assessor, my strengths assessment, um, again, influence, um, woo, winning people, um, strategic thinking, strategic planning. Um, and I forgot the fifth one, but, you know, reach out to me, ask me, you know, I can, I can probably pull it up and let you know. And I, the, the reason I bring up these strengths is because they mean the most to me because 
my plan is to become an influencer and I will become an influencer. I am an influencer and my goal is to grow my influence beyond the reach of the 10,000 that I have on my Instagram alone. My plan is to reach the YouTube platform, the Apple platform, to reach the Facebook and Instagram platforms, to reach the Clubhouse platforms, and to wrap my whole mind around the social and digital media universe and realm, and to uh, develop an omnipresence in this market space, in this digital space, in this cloud space, and every step I take, every post I make is bringing me a step closer to becoming the ultimate influencer. So that's just one, right? So that's my plan for 2021. And that's number one priority. Number two is to help as many families as I can reach their real estate and financial goals to become that landlord that I wanted to become when I was a child, as many families as I can. I want to raise the wealth and finance of my community, of the people I grew up with, of my friends, family, loved ones, and everyone that I can possibly God bring to my path. I want to touch with blessings and raise them with one piece of knowledge or one resource or one tool or anything I can give. There's that one touch of blessings and I can uh, provide massive uh, production and value to people already in the industry as well as people wanting to enter the industry as well as people who are interested in being uh, a merchant in the industry or being a, a consumer in the industry. You know, there's one thing that makes up a market and that's um, a pro uh, inventory and then people to buy the inventory. So uh, marketing is my thing. So my goal is to um, expand my uh, absorption of the market share. Uh, right now we have Jeff Bezos who is dominating every single market. He's getting into real estate. He's getting into pharmaceuticals. He's getting into the movies. He is taking everything. <laughs> so right now, you know, I have to think right, like I'm being chased because Jeff Bezos is after us all. <laughs> Please don't do me. I love Amazon. I have all the products. <laughs> you know, we are being chased by some major giants. Um, so I need to make sure I continue to run and keep running and keep moving and don't stop and, and don't build my momentum so I don't get stepped on by these giants that are monopolizing industries. You know what? You're absolutely right. You know, so they, it is. <laughs> the, that's a that's an honest goal. I mean, if you if we're gonna be honest with each other, you know, Amazon is becoming well. The the conversation is that Amazon's becoming a brokerage, and then you have Zillow also pursuing the same thing. Mm -hmm. So. It, it 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 does become a little bit of a of a change in in, in the competition game. That's a deadly but, alliance, Zillow and Amazon. Exactly, but 
you know, I think the great thing about your approach to real estate is that it's very grassroots. It's very community oriented. Mm -hmm. So as great Amazon is, they can't hold a candle to Kyle. You know what I mean? I love that. As as awesome as Zillow is with their Zestimates. (laughs) I have my own issues with Zestimates. You know, no one's going to understand what that community means or that soul of that community, but the agent that lives there mm-hmm. or the agent that works there. Okay. So you give it, you give the, you, the real estate of your, the real estate or that, or the financial industry of your, of your state, which is New Jersey, mm-hmm. you know, you give it soul. And I think, Oh yeah. And I think that's important to know, especially in the time period that we're in, where we're hearing all the time about Amazon, Facebook, Tesla, all this other stuff. I think we forget that that there's real people down on the ground that's trying to make it happen. And you're one of those people. And I've, you know, like I said, you and I have been talking for a while and you have mentioned yes. a lot about working with the LGBT plus community. Yep. You've mentioned your passion for finance and marketing. Yep. You've talked yep. about ways to like maybe do a little outreach for the youth to yes. get them into real estate. Yes. But now I know why it's because mm-hmm. of when you were a kid. And I mm-hmm. think that is fantastic. <laughs> Thank you so much. You know, the, what do you think? And speaking of youth, what do you think the one thing, you know, teenagers or families should really be discussing. As Save these, uh, your money. But go ahead, go ahead, go ahead. I'm listening. <laughs> no, that's that was really my question. Like, yeah. what advice would you give children or you know parents, you know families, things like that? You know, what what advice would you give them even during this time period? My advice to the parents is one to remind the parents that they do not teach financial literacy in the education system. I learned financial literacy because that's the major I chose in college, in my university, St. Peter's University, shout out to the Peacock. But for the parents, they don't teach financial literacy in school, which means it is your responsibility to teach your spawns, your children, your offsprings, financial literacy. They need to know the value of money its instrument its instrumental purpose and I, I don't believe money has any intrinsic value i don't believe it's it's of any you know huge significant spiritual meaning it's all instrumental money is a vehicle money is a tool and an instrument and um when they're teenagers you know when they're growing up when they're adults you know they need to know how to use their money so they don't dig themselves in a hole and repeat the same cycle that history continues to repeat in generations, um, because this is just a problem that we've had for generations. The generational wealth gap is so humongous, it's continuing to be separated and divided, and it all starts with the youth. So for what I have to say to the parents is, you must teach your children financial literacy. It is your responsibility. Don't let them dig themselves in a hole and then fall in it. Um, What I have to say to the youth, to the children is, Ask your parents about money. Ask them how money works. You know, the youth need to know how to operate a debit card, how to operate um, a credit card, how to use an ATM. You know, these are not just things that are important to know in terms of literacy, 
these are things that are important to know just for just for survival. You know, I don't know what everyone has been through in terms of, you know, their youthfulness, but I know what I've been through in terms of my youthfulness. And I know that I needed a debit card. I know that I couldn't always walk around with cash. And cash is great, but so is credit. Debt is not always a bad thing. Debt can be a good thing. And people need to know that, that, it, you know, people, the youth, the parents, the communities, um, save your money, you know, put money away for college, put your money in an interest bearing account. Um, if you want to place your money in a market where, you know, it, it's uh, volatile or if it's risky or, you know, and you can earn money from placing your money in the, in the, in the stock market or the right stocks, you know, that's risky, but you can also get a big return. Um, you could also go to a major bank or another, or, uh, another um, firm, and they can invest your money in the, in the market for you. You don't necessarily have to be 100% educated in the stock market to invest in the stock market. <laughs> a broker who, can, um, who, who does this. And that's why I'm so resourceful, because I go to the people who are the experts at what I'm trying to do, and I, I utilize the resources. So what I have to say to the families, to the kids, to the youth, to the parents is find out where you can, one, save your money, two, find out where you can save money where it'll work for itself and grow on its own, three, find the assets to convert those bills and those dollars into because your money is decreasing in value every single day. And if you use that money to buy something physical, an asset, like a house, that house is increasing in value every day. So while you're holding on to your money and it's losing its value, you could be holding on to a house and your money is gaining value. So that, that's just a very huge, important thing that people don't think about and they don't realize like the power is not in the bill. The power is what the bill is what is in what the bill can buy the asset itself you know that's why everyone loves the sale <laughs> <laughs> wow thank you so much again for coming on kyle you it was oh, it was awesome thank you thank you the pleasure is mine i cannot wait to share this um you know with everyone and anyone <laughs> and i'm gonna send it to my mom <laughs> <laughs> all right Everyone have a great day. Thank you for tuning in to the Genesis Home Podcast. Thank you, Kyle Vasquez, for talking and telling us about your experiences. Thank you, Rita. And everyone has a great weekend. Shout out to (laughs) Brooklyn, Bronx, Jersey, all the way, all day, every day. (laughs) All right. Everyone have a great day. Bye-bye. Bye-bye.